science. What if the occult also science oh. and ghosts are science and everything's made of science because science. Good shit. <laughs> which speaking reminds... of good shit, <laughs> I was gonna say. Speaking of which, I didn't even I didn't even mention the books that I used for my episode. Um, and there were a couple that I used, and they were really good. So I thought I would quickly just mention which ones they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, my all time favorite, Old Dirty London by Lee Jackson. Yep, best book. Then Unmentionable by Therese O'Neill. I'm not mm. sure how accurate it is. I think it is accurate. Everything that she writes reflects what I've read in other books. But she takes a very hilarious but dark view of the Victorian world. Ideal. So she, <laughs> It's the Victorian world I want to believe in. Yeah. So it's like greasy, filthy worms <laughs> like crawling through the shit-stained streets yeah. in their filthy clothes. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's it's a particular perspective yes. on the Victorian world. A biased one that we are here for and support I and love. like it. Yeah. And the other book that I read balances it because it's How to Be a Victorian by Ruth Goodman. Mm. Also very good. Mm. But Ruth Goodman... She kind of, she does everything that the Victorians did. So she's like, oh yes, I crocheted myself some menstrual pads and it works quite well. A little bit of leakage. Or like, she made the coal toothpaste and tried it out. She's like, it's actually quite nice. Or like, bathed herself every morning from a wash basin. And she's like... And she's like, I didn't freeze to death, so it's fine. I don't know if she's British. I'm sorry, Ruth. I'm just creating a weird accent there. (laughs) So she tries everything, and she's like, yes, it makes sense that they did this. I tried it. I tried it. It's really good. Yeah, but it's it's a very optimistic view. You know, I wasn't a grease-covered, sweat-soaked creature of disease. But But also you did it for a week instead of kind of thing. So I'm like... Oh, I, so I tried to to take a balanced approach mm. through all of this. Mm. Yeah, but the books were great. Yeah, I really liked Unmentionable though. <laughs> I I know it was probably the most biased because it is like it's a humorous book. Yeah, while also being a factual book. I think that's but... kind of like us when we're doing it like we're trying to be factually accurate as much as possible but we also have an agenda of which to make it awful and funny at the same time <laughs> yes so like sometimes the bias comes in and stretches it and we make a little bit of like theorizing here and there whereas we also want it to be factually hmm. right but we come from it from a viewpoint yes of that shit sucks and it's funny and isn't that just the way the history is yes you're always coming in with a perspective and an agenda. I remember there and was this um, um, archaeological discovery of, like, Roman uh, gladiator figurines that were women. And they were, like, holding aloft swords. But uh, historians at the time couldn't imagine that they that women would be warriors. And so they were saying that they were women holding aloft cleaning implements. <laughs> just because their viewpoint just could not imagine that some gladiators were women. And of course they were. Of course they had women gladiators. And yeah, I just love that that viewpoint of their bias informing like these is this is cleaning implements and no. They were sorts. Fuck you. I regularly hold the dustpan and brush above my head going, This is Sparta <laughs> Don't all women? <laughs> For high rule and then you <laughs> slash 
<laughs> the fucking cobweb. Yes. That's how we do. That's how we do. That's how I clean. It's the only way you can actually get me to fucking clean. Is there any other way? I need to punch the dirt out of shit. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Philippa, I'm so hot upon this cushion. My life is so hard, I'm reclining, I'm luxuriating upon a cushion and it is too warm and I don't like it. I lean forward so that my back doesn't touch the chair. <sighs> it's too hot. No. The sultry Scottish summer. <laughs> I can't bear it. Mm. I want to go back home to South Africa. Where it's cold. It's much colder at a higher temperature, like 18 degrees is more chilly. Mm. In South Africa. It's because mm. it's so fucking humid here. Uh, yeah, that's like, the worst it's, part. Of it's it. like being in a greenhouse all yeah, the time. It makes it more difficult. So, like, you can be really uncomfortable even though it's only 22 degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know, I think it's like 70 or something. Or I like don't less know. Fahrenheit. Fuck, fuck Fahrenheit. America, stop it. Just get onto the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Celsius? No, your yes, Celsius is. I'm being a fucking moron. <laughs> it's got the word Celsius. Ah! <laughs> I'm dumb. Okay. Good. Continue. Now say things. Say now that, things. Do it. Now that we've established that Jess is dumb. Oh, I'm silly. No, I need a mistake. I'm a goofus doofus. <laughs> so welcome to Everything's Awful Forever, <laughs> a comedy history podcast about how atrocious your great-great-grandparents were. They were. I met Disgusting. them. Disgusting. Filthy. Dirty. <laughs> I'm Philippa Evans. I'm Jessica Byrne. Both beings of pure filth. We did discuss how I don't shower where possible. I'm in an enclosed space with you and what? regretting your life choices. Yeah, yeah, I'm inflicting my life choices upon you. <laughs> Once I went to a, pla a place and I'd forgot to put on deodorant, but then this was like when we were young people as well, like young, like 20 year olds or so, and like all the, the guys in our group were sort of like talking to me and everyone said that I smelled really nice and it creeped me the fuck out because I was like, well, I guess this is my natural musk attracting the boys. <laughs> My pheromones. Yes, and then I was like, never again shall I forget deodorant. It was weird. <laughs> Masking the pheromones. Please don't talk to me or look at me or do anything near me. Ooh, <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> so, as always, I'd like to begin with faith. As always, you'd like to begin with a stroke. Forgetting how speaking works. To begin with thanking all of our stellar listeners. Oh, that was it. You struggled to get the word thanking out. You were like, I need to... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and sorry are the hardest words to say. <laughs> but my own linguistic difficulties aside, we really appreciate all the support that you give us. Yeah. So let us pay you back by raising your social standing through insidious rumour. This week's shout out goes to Willa, our local plague doctor, <laughs> sadly no longer with us. Oh no, what happened? Like all doctors, overworked due to the demands of the, bu the, bu the bubonic plague. Mm. I can speak. I don't believe you. <laughs> it's a podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> like all doctors, overworked due to the demands of the bubonic plague. Yep. Willa woke up last week. Applied her creepy bird mask, mm. as always, yep. but forgot to add the nice-smelling stuff that protects you from the bad-smelling stuff Willa. to the beak. <sighs> That's why you're dead now. You know what you did. <laughs> what you didn't do. Instead, she filled it with henbane. 
Oh. Just like a woman. Oh, idiot. So at least she died as I only wish I could live. Mm. Tripping balls. Yeah. Requiescat in pace, Willa. And thank you so much for your amazing support. Requiescat in pace. If not watching Gossip Girl has taught me anything... <laughs> It's that everybody aspires to be the subject of malicious gossip. Yes. So if this appeals to you, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Yes. It really does help us more than you can imagine. You're amazing. Now let's talk about horrible stuff. <laughs> Last episode. Oh, my nose is so itchy. You should take all the um, hen... Henbane. Yeah, take that out. Hen That's bane. no good for you. I like that it's called henbane. Yeah, why? It's a wolfsbane. Henbane. <laughs> So last episode, we looked at the opportunities available to the well or Victorians who believed that cleanliness was next to godliness. Yes. Today, we're going to slum it with the great unwashed, mm. a term coined by William Thackeray in, I don't know what year I wrote it down, I can't see it anywhere, but he coined it in the first half of the 19th century. There you go. There. Like you'd remember that date anyway. You don't care. No one cares. No one in the history of ever in history has anyone actually cared about dates. So whenever no. we say dates, they all just go over your head because you're like, I don't give a fuck. So it was coined by William Thackeray. That's the, that's the important part. <laughs> yes, good. Before the sanitary movement got going, washing effectively was incredibly difficult for the lower classes. Mm. Indoor plumbing? Not a thing. No. So before you could even begin to think of scrubbing away the soot and grime that demarcated your place in society, you had to get water. You could get this from the local parish pump, if you were a poor person, mm -hmm. or purchase your water by the bucket from a shop owner. Oh my Who God. says capitalism only looks good in theory? You can just go to your local water haver and be like, can I have some for money? Yes. Like right now, we just kind of can dunk our head under a tap and just wallow around in it. And yet we insist on drinking bottles of water and paying money for it. No, it checks out. Yeah, capitalism, <laughs> this all works. I'm just like, what is the shop? Like fucking Nestle? <laughs> <laughs> Who, by the way, don't believe that human beings have a right to water. Chocolate milk, however. <laughs> <laughs> or you could get your water from a communal standpipe, which would turn on for a couple of hours a week. Oh, wow. So this bucket of water that you've so bravely retrieved will have to cover your laundry, your bathing, your cooking, everything. And how long would you have to keep that as well? Like, just your little bucket of water? I mean, I guess as often as you could go to a pump or afford to buy it or get it, but, you know, it wasn't easy. Yeah. You couldn't, like, fill up a bath with it. Also, have you ever tried carrying a bucket of water? It's fucking heavy. It's literally impossible as well. It just sloshes everywhere. <laughs> just, you can't contain it in it and walk around with it. And also when I say water, I'm referring to Victorian water, which is, you know, Very quote brown. unquote, <laughs> water. <Yes. laughs> so you need to squeeze every ounce of use from this murky, colour-laden fluid. Uh, oh. Soap is also expensive, so mm. you're a poor person, you can't afford soap. But that doesn't mean that you have any excuse not to clean your clothes. Of course not. What you can use is concentrated urine. Yes. Which contains ammonia. Mm hmm So you can scrub your clothes with your own piss. Piss clothes. Get it cleaned. This is my new cleanse. Piss cleanse. I'm cleansing everything with my piss. <sighs> <laughs> What's a clean living? <laughs> mm, yes. Recycling. If you were very lucky, of course, you live near a factory. 
and could wash your clothing in the factory runoff. Oh my, what? Bath day! Three-eyed fucking fish. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> Most working class women had to do their laundry in their homes, where they ate and slept, rather than in a dedicated washing room. So your husband's like sitting on the sofa, and you're like in the middle of the room, like scrubbing your clothes, and your oldest daughter is cooking food in the same room. So it's all happening there. I imagine they're like on that washboard thing as well, just like scrubbing, scrubbing away. Oh God! <laughs> You'd also hang your clothes up to dry inside. Hmm. What's the point of hanging them outside where they'll immediately, co- where they'll immediately get covered in soot and bird shit? <laughs> you clean your clothes, sparkly clean with your piss, mm-hmm. and then you hang it up on the line. Five seconds later, it's fucking black with soot. It's ruined now! <laughs> I pissed on it, now it's ruined. In the wash sink. it again. Fucking... Piss in the bucket again and wash it. <laughs> I need it, like... I need to drink some of it first before I can piss in it. It's like, why don't you just use the water? Don't question me! <laughs> I mean, in the soot episode, we mentioned how you could tell how sooty it was from how black the sheep got when you let them out to graze. Yeah. So you're not going to hang your your Sunday whites no. out there. You already your know tighty that the wool... Your tighty-whities. The wool is bad because the sheep are black, so it'll happen to your woolens. Exactly. Bathing posed similar issues for the poor. Washing with cold water out of a bucket was your most likely way of getting clean. Oh my god. To which many lower-class Victorians said a polite, Nah, 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 thank you. Don't like it. Don't want to. Keep in mind that they had to keep their windows open to keep their air holes breathing (laughs) through their skin. Yes. So you're fucking freezing. You don't have a nice fire. You probably can't even afford a little mat for your feet as you're standing by your wash basin. You don't have a wash basin. You're poor. You have a bucket. You're lucky if you have a bucket. Yeah. So Victorians, poor people, the lower classes, were like, no, I I thought about it, but I'm going to pass. Yeah. In fact, a number of working-class Victorians took pride in their filth. Mm -hmm. They liked the phrase, the great unwashed, because it separated them from flimsy shop workers who'd never known a day's honest labor in their lives. So it was good, hard, honest dirt. Mm, this, This filth patch right here had that for... Three months, yes. And then later you got, like, hipster Victorians who soiled their jeans artificially and were like, I'm a laborer. I drink beer. Look, there's a hole in my clothes. I got that from painting my house. Yeah. It's like the um, the coal miners and, and the chimney sweeps that were just constantly covered in soot and kind of, like, proud of it. And they got the sooty warts because yeah. they never bathed. Yeah. I'm sure it was very difficult for chimney sweeps to bathe. And what's the point? You're just going right back up the chimney yeah. anyway. I feel that way about bathing now. And the soot formed a little shell-like <laughs> encasing. Oh, this is sad. Let's move no, on away from the city ward cancer. Yeah. No, we already, ha- we already had to talk about that once and never again. We've already cried over that one. Yeah. But the middle class was simply having none of it. Mm. The poor must be cleansed. It's <laughs> genocide. I mean, we're different cleansing. Different <laughs> cleansing. The poor must be clean. Put the fire torch down. Different kind of cleanse. Put it no. down, Mildred. We never get to burn anyone anymore. <laughs> Like, Ever since the witches became illegal, uh, I want to burn a witch. Burn someone. <laughs> so if man was made in the image of God, then the poor were shitting on that image with their filth and then scrubbing it with piss. Mm. And poor women, disgusting slattens. <laughs> it was a woman's 
godly chore to ensure the cleanliness of her person and her home. Absolutely. A moral duty. Yes. I've mentioned before that a dirty home drives a husband to the comforts of the gin palace, and I'll say it again. <laughs> it drives a husband to the comforts of the gin, gin palace. palace. I love it's a gin palace as well. <laughs> Anything with a palace in it, I want to go, oh, it's a cat. <laughs> I like that it's a gin palace. I imagine like this sparkling, crystalline place yes. filled with clear alcoholic waters. Mm. Maybe a few botanicals. Yeah, everything's like chandelier and mm. Swarovskis. And, you know, everything. <laughs> Sitting, drinking gin. Mm. Mm, tasty. On like chairs made of glass. Everything's really <laughs> dangerous and precarious. <sighs> Wonderful. <laughs> and that's a fact. Yes. And if you can't clean your clothes then you can't go to church in your Sunday best, mm -hmm. which means that you can't go to church, which means that you're damning your family to hell, mm -hmm. Mildred. 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 Get clean. But what were the poor going to do? They simply didn't have the means to cleanse themselves. Hmm. They weren't welcome in the bathhouses, which catered to the middle and the upper classes, <laughs> and so charged extortionate fees that the poor couldn't afford. In the summer, men could wash naked in the canals and lakes, which was perhaps fun, but the water was only slightly cleaner than piss, <laughs> and without the disinfectant properties. And actually, people did sympathize with the poor, because occasionally when somebody would, like, go, oh, the poor are ruining our rivers, women can't go to Hyde Park in the morning because there's naked men cavorting in the water, <laughs> then the newspapers would actually squash those voices and be like, come on, what are the poor going to do? They don't have a way to clean themselves. Get it together, Lord Henry. <laughs> Just sympathize. So they knew that the poor had nothing available to them. Mm. It's just that they didn't care enough to do something about it. We kind of like that now. It's like there's homeless people and things like that mm. and we're like, just get a home. Oh, are you going to give me money or give me support to help that? No. Figure <laughs> it out. I just don't want to see you because that makes me sad and ruins my day. So get out of here. It was exactly like that because the poor were only allowed to wash themselves in the rivers in the morning and in the dusk. Mm. And that's when respectable women stayed indoors lest they see a penis in the wild i don't want a wild penis <laughs> don't make me see a wild penis men leaping about flopping around <laughs> helicoptering in the night which i assume they would all do howling at the moon <laughs> of course skinny dipping or a few fat chunky dunking <laughs> of course women couldn't cavort in the rivers so no. god knows how they cleaned themselves oh they just didn't and in the winter of course nobody did I want them to like slough it off like a snake oh. that's how they got clean they just kind of peeled it Emerge. off emerged yes like a butterfly <laughs> in the filth cocoon oh. it feels kind of good in my brain yeah so in the 1840s sanitary reformers decided to give this problem some thought a certain Mr. Salton opened the national baths in Lambeth. It contained three swimming pools and cost three pence to use. Hmm. And these baths were open to laboring men in the summer months and were quite a big success. Like, a lot of people wanted to use them because, of course, people want to be clean. Yeah. Mr. Salton was disappointed, though, because his customers seemed to be having fun. Oh, uh, Like, uh, they were swimming. No. And, like, enjoying the water. Uh, atrocious. I hate it. I don't Stop like it. Stop it. He was like, 
I'm opening my baths for the moral good of the poor, that they might cleanse themselves yes. and thus be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. And sit in sullen silence while they cleanse. But then, of course, people are like, Oi! It's a pool! What is fun? Getting And he was like, I don't like it. <laughs> no. Smiles hurt me. You're doing it wrong. Stare at the corner. Scrub your privates. Scrub yourself raw. George R. R. Martin is like, scrubbing someone pink, you say? Because <laughs> he always writes about everyone scrubbing themselves pink. Pink people. <laughs> Thanks. Input. Good input. Pink people reacting to what you're saying. That's how conversations happen. I'm a human. <laughs> I'm not a robot. The inspiration for the reform that would take place came from a Liverpudlian woman named Kitty Wilkinson. Yay. Up in Liverpool in 1832, a wave of cholera killed hundreds of thousands of people. Oh. And Kitty... A poor labourer's wife, born in Ireland, now living in Liverpool, was nevertheless lucky enough to own a fitted water copper, mm. which was like a large pan fitted to a coal firebox below that could use that could be used to boil water. Oh, cool! Very handy. Mm, yeah. So even though she was poor, she did have this, and she and her husband Tom opened up their home to neighbouring families, charging a very minimal fee to for the use of this copper. copper. Oh. Struggling with the word copper. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <Like>. the police! <laughs> <laughs> copper! <laughs> Newspapers called her the saint of the slums, oh. and she became a kind of folk hero. Oh, that's cool, Kitty. She was charging very little money for the use of this, and also um, people didn't know how disease worked. Mm. So by opening up her home to these people to let them do their laundry, she was putting herself at risk of getting cholera. Mm. So, And she was just... The lowest of the low. Irish woman. Poor. Mm. Labourer's wife. And yet she could be so selfless. Yeah. So mm. Liverpool then opened combined public baths and wash houses with Kitty and her husband as the superintendents. Oh. Oh, oh Liverpool. Like a good story. So the Bishop of London... Bishop Blomfield saw this, and he thought that this was the best, and London needed to get in on this. Mm. He gathered influential people and led fundraisers to get money for public baths and wash houses to be built in London for the use of the working classes. And like I said, people were very sympathetic to the plight of the poor, so he got a fair amount of money. A couple of loud voices complained that the lower classes would rather drink beer than bathe. <laughs> but most people were like, no. Poor people aren't dirty because they're naturally inferior. They're dirty because they literally do not have access to clean water and soap. So those voices were drowned out. And the bishop's committee got his hands on some good funds. Hmm. The first bathhouse that they built was in Whitechapel. Oh. One day we need to do Whitechapel. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. In Glasshouse Yard. And the poor were given free access to washing and bathing facilities. The building had three main attractions. It had laundry facilities plunge pools mm. and private slipper baths which is really like a tin tub that you sit in okay although in the beginning six people had to use the same water successively for the slipper bath oh. and i feel like that's a little soupy you don't want to be the sixth you person. do not yeah. it's like oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. I, mm. 
women were also given gowns to wear while they did their laundry so that they could wash the clothes that they came in. Hmm. Although these gowns were striped and kind of similar to the prison clothes from the House of Correction. So, do your laundry, criminal! (laughs) (laughs) Your crime is of being a filthy hoe. A slattern. (laughs) Put on the prison gown. But it was a huge success. In the first six months, tens of thousands of people used the facilities. It was almost... I don't know, like the poor were human beings too. No. Who didn't choose the conditions of squalor that they dwelt in. No, poor people are only poor because they're lazy and didn't have the good sense to just be a CEO. That's that's it, why. It's because they're dirty in the first place. Yes. That they're poor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they like the dirt. Yeah, they that's... just were dirty and lazy and just couldn't be bothered to become rich. That's no, why. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Some people did believe that the poor chose the conditions of squalor that they brought him. <laughs> Very specific propaganda was made to entice the filthy lower orders to bathe. Posters saying things like, sickness is often brought on by having a dirty skin. Oh. Or, dirty clothes are like a second dirty skin <laughs> and uh. helps make the body sickly. Oh, okay. What if, though, now hear me out. What if I put on a human pelt? <laughs> and I was dirty, but the human pelt was, was clean. clean. Yeah, I think that that's an improvement because you're covering your dirty body yes. with a clean skin. Okay, so you're like a new person, really. <laughs> okay, what about the other way around? Is skin it... the poor? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. You skin, no, the, skin rich. the rich. Skin, skin the, the rich. rich. That's right. <laughs> well, what about the other way around, where the the human pelt is dirty, but I am clean? I think then you need to then you need to discard your human belt. Ah, don't. Or wash it in urine. Yes. Wash it in piss. Piss piss on the human pelt, (laughs) and then it's all fine. Okay, great. I hear you. I'll do that. Serial killer one hundred and one, Jess. Yep. Don't wear dirty skin. That's disgusting. (laughs) You're right. I should read the handbook again. (laughs) Lee Jackson also mentions an 1848 poster that reads. To raise yourself to the proper position in the social scale, you must practice sobriety, morality, and cleanliness. Remember, a filthy person indicates filthy habits. <gasps> dirty in his apartments, he will be dirty in his mind. <gasps> Profligate in his amusements, unfit for a higher sphere. If you have any feelings for your present and eternal interests, or for those connected with you, think on these things. Oh my gosh. Think on it, Jess. I, w- I will. <laughs> Holy shit. I know when I'm lying in my pajamas for the third day in the row and I haven't emerged from bed, that's what I think about my eternal interests. Me too. Highest fears. Yeah. Same. So no comment on whether cleanliness makes you a more moral person. But these baths and wash houses were also supposed to combat disease, such as cholera and typhus. <laughs> Did they, though? Oh, um, they were mm. soup full of peasant filth. <laughs> So mm. it's difficult to say. Cleaner clothes may have prevented communicable diseases like typhus because it was spread from the lice that festered in the clothing of the poor. Mm. But the baths weren't cleaned using chemicals like chlorine. Yeah. And they were usually only emptied when they started to look grungy. Oh. So like once a week or so and remember oh. tens of thousands of people using these over six months. Yeah. So, other infections may have run amok. It is linked to the spread of conjunctivitis. Of course. (laughs) But, as Lee Jackson says, 
these baths did make people more comfortable and cleaner. Yeah. And, you know, maybe gave them a little bit of human dignity. Mm. I mean, aside from the striped prison gowns. But, <laughs> but look, baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. The one thing at a time. At least they're cleaner. Cleaner. Sort of. Yeah. So in 1846, legislation was passed to promote public baths, known as the Baths and Washhouses Act, which allowed parishes to take out long-term loans backed by the government to open their own bathhouses. Because... Mm. Bishop Blomfield was like, look, I don't want to be the sole person in charge of this. I'm not a bathhouse runner. Ideally, I would like all the parishes to open a little bathhouse for their community. You can take out a loan from the government and it'll pay for itself. He was like, it'll be fine. Lots of people are using the bathhouses. We're paying them like a couple of pennies to to use them. We'll be able to pay back the loan. This was not the case. Mm. Because, again, math. Math is important. So this was not the case. Staff wages and supplies were too costly, and so a number of these parish bathhouses started shutting down. Oh. And it was a good experiment. But the bathhouses had taught Victorians a peculiar fact. Yes. People liked bathing. Yeah. Even more than that, they liked swimming. Playing in water is It's fun. fun. So some bathhouses with pools hosted public competitions. People gave swimming lessons. Uh. Fancy swimming baths were built for the wealthy. Uh, and Victorians uh. decided that swimming was certainly a healthful activity indeed. I imagine it would, you would express... A great deal of vigor after swimming around. I love the idea that there was like someone who's going to clean first and was like, hey, hey, Mildred, look, splish, splash, splish, splash, splish, and would start swimming. And they were like, you, what are you, what is this? He's like, I'm moving through the water. <laughs> unaided. Splish, splash, 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 splash. And then it went wild. They probably saw the first person swimming and it was like, witchcraft! Witches! Witches! Just burnt them. Burnt them. Dried them off and then burnt them. Yes, that's the important part. (laughs) So this trend continued as the century drew to a close. And a few people were like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Didn't we do this to help the poor? (laughs) And people were like, (laughs) but I'm swimming now. It's swimming. It's helping my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) So this posed a problem, because the lower classes could hardly enter the grand new bathhouses that were being built for the wealthy. To quote one commentator, Poor persons shrink from contrasting their wretchedness with this display of wealth and the wealthy bathers they would naturally imagine that they'd meet in such palatial entrance halls. Mm. So poor people in a public pool are like vampires in a church, apparently. (laughs) They enter the fancy place and they're like... Wretched. The opulence. The opulence hurts me. Don't look at me. Don't <laughs> And then they creep bat-like <laughs> into the shadows. Skitter away. Like the cockroaches they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how we dehumanize them. Well, they aren't really, are they? They should have thought of that and got some money. 
So smaller, less fancy public pools were built for poor people as well, where they could be out of the sight of the wealthy and in a place more in keeping with their social standing. Good, because I don't want to see them in my palatial hallway. Exactly. And everyone lived happily ever after in the social spheres that they belonged in. Exactly. And swam. And swam. And swam. So that's how poor people cleaned. Oh, I love that there's still... Like in old cities, like here in my hometown, there was still a like a bathhouse, mm-hmm. and they they were like converted into other things now. Like, what's the one down Leith? There's a bathhouse there, isn't there? I know there definitely is one, maybe in Portobello. Yeah, I think where it's it's the swimming pools. They're like used as oh, they've converted. They still used as pools because um in my hometown it was the baths hall, which used to be a bathhouse, which oh. they um would then the they could like put a floor out so it could then be used as like. Just a hall, like a dance hall oh. or a theatre or something. And then they've like redid it all and like, they got rid of the bath part, but it's still called the bath hall. But yeah, that was there for ages. Hmm. Yeah, it was cool. It's nice that we have these little pieces of history still. Yeah, and then get rid of them because we're like, oldness is shit. And, you know. <laughs> no, that was a burp. <laughs> How do you burp on water? Hmm. I have gifts. Yes. <laughs> Tal- People said you weren't talented. They were wrong, weren't they? Yes, they were. This one was, it's a kind of a little happy. Like, they did kind yeah. of try to help the poor. I like that they do, They were thinking about the poor and, and that the fact that they couldn't afford things, and that's why. Because we sort of don't do that enough now. Like, people who are in poverty, we are still in underthought of, like, well, they're lazy, they're wrong, they're bad, mm-hmm. and blah, and it's their fault, and it's not because of, you know, the position that they've been forced into. I love how we police the spending habits of the poor. Yeah. But the rich are like, look at my gold toilet seat. <laughs> it's made of gold. And we're like, oh, shiny. Oh, that's fun. Instagram picture. Instagram. I like that lavish lifestyle. Ooh. Ooh. That's the thought police coming. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of sad that we have never really grown out of that. No, I think I think but. that we still... Have very bad ideas about the poor. Well, some efforts the are still made. A lot more efforts, and I'm glad that we bathed them. <laughs> we so that bathed they didn't them. Offend me <laughs> with their smells. I mean, it's a problem for poor people now. Yeah, that, yeah. because um, how do you get a job if you can't make yourself presentable? Yeah, exactly. If you don't have the facilities to clean yourself and make your hair look nice and your face look nice and mm. clean clothes. Yeah, it's this vicious circle where you're, mm. you're trapped, especially for homeless people. Yeah, you, like you don't have access to a suit or things like that. You can't get clean. What are you supposed to do? Especially men with facial hair too, because anything with a bigger beard is considered unclean or... I don't know, slobby. And you see a lot of boring dystopia things like Kind Barber offers free um, haircuts to the homeless to help them get jobs. Mm. And yes, great, thank you to the barber. Mm. But we need facilities for people. Mm. I I know people will say, oh, well, we have facilities. The poor just don't use them. But the reason someone is doing something is because it's more complicated than you think. It's like when someone's like, why don't they just do that? It's like, yeah, they've probably thought of that. There's probably very complicated reasons behind it why it's not good for them. The answer should never be the poor should do better. Yes. Because... They're doing what they can. Yeah, it should struggling. be. We should be better. Yeah, I said podcasting about <laughs> social issues. Oh, oh the no. hypocrisy! Should we go buy a Pepsi and just hand it to someone? It's <laughs> not clean eating, Jess. Oh, fuck, you're right. Give them bottled water. 
Oh my god, it's all complicated. Look, I fixed it! I fixed it! (laughs) We're all awful, but we can be better. Oh, so something's nice sometimes. Uh, It's your turn. I have a home, which is nice. Uh, A friend came to a visit lately. Uh, no, not lately. A friend came to visit, <laughs> and they were with this like really amazing group of core friends that we went to college with, and then even at uni we used to all come back in the summer and, and hang out. And now that adulthood is is taking a hold by the throat, we don't get to meet up as much as as we used to. Like everyone used to go back to like the summer and also Christmas, and people don't even do that anymore. So one of our friends came up to visit, so it was really nice to see them again. Oh, yeah, Helen. And yeah, it's just, it's sad that people have grown apart, but then it just makes it nicer when you get to see them again, Mm because then you've got loads of shit to talk about. And the best friends are the ones that you don't see in a long time, and then they're here and it's like, no time passed at all. Yeah, they're really good. So it was really nice to see them, and she's having like a bit of a difficult time at the moment where, you know children are hard to rear so I hear and so it was good to like give her like a a break of just like kind of doing fun stuff for herself Mm. friends are the best friends are I like them they're good they can stay (laughs) I'm really excited to go back to South Africa yeah to see my parents yes Mm -hmm. but I'm also going to spend some time with my best 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 friend who's probably won't mind me saying her name Mimi Mm -hmm. Um, I love it (laughs) sorry I thought you were going to be like Jessica Louisa Burm, but it's basically like, it's um, Sophie, because she could be anyone. anyone. Well, Mimi. Mimi is the best. Yay. As soon as I see her, it's like old times again, and I yeah. take off my bra and lie in her lap and go, stroke me! <laughs> and then she rubs my head. Oh. Doesn't matter that I'm over 30 now. Okay, no. <laughs> but she's the best, and I can't wait to see her, so. Oh, yeah. You reminded me of a future good We've thing. We've done too good nights, something. I hate it's this. It's too much good stuff. No. Disgusting. No, I hate it. Take it back. Friends are bad and we hate you. Friendship is the worst. (laughs) Friendship is not magic. Cool. Follow us. Awful Forever Pod. (laughs) Follow us. Do it. Do it. Do it. Fuck it. Okay, okay, I'm doing it, Jess. Oh my god. Jesus. uh, Takes two seconds out of your day. And then you get every rambling thought that goes through Jess's mind. Because it's Jess that tweets. Loads of the times I just... I posted a video of Pudge the other day just because my rabbit's cute. And I was like, everyone look at my fucking rabbit. I'm very aggressive always. It's good. It's fine. If you'd like to be berated, then please follow us. I'm done talking. Now you say things. We're going to go take a shower. Yep. Together. Together. (laughs) Great minds think alike. Let's go. Let's do it. Bye.